Where's the manager? Walzer Automotive presents Car Selling Secrets. It's Thursday, and that means it's time for Walzer Automotive Group's Car Selling Secrets. In studio today with... Andy Brampernard. Mike Gelfin. Tommy Boy. We'll be right back after these exciting announcements with episode 129. 129, man. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Uh, we're just trying to represent people who have been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. How many people are out there in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this, if the adjuster really truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know? And that's exactly my my question is, you have to understand who has the best, your best interest in mind, correct? Well, you want to know what your rights are. You know, whether yep. or not you decide yep. you're going to hire us or not, that's a choice. It's a free consultation, and you want to understand what your, all your rights are and what coverages you have. And plus the fact, I hang out with you, so you got to be a good guy <laughs> if I'm hanging out with you. Uh, maybe. <laughs> uh, okay. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Hey folks, it's Brian Zepp, and spring is finally here. If you're like me, you're seriously ready for some wind therapy. Make sure you and your motorcycle are good to go with Dennis Kirk. Whatever you ride, Harley, Indian, Metric Cruiser, or Sport Bike, you'll find what you need at DennisKirk.com. 160,000 parts and accessories in stock, clothing and helmets too. Order before 8 p.m., and they ship the same day. Plus, shipping is free for orders over 89 bucks. Follow Zepp's lead and head to DennisKirk.com. They ship today. We're back, episode 129 of Walzer Automotive Group's Car Selling Secrets. We are guest-free, just the four dudes in the studio. Talk and text line is open as always, area code 561-228-4061. You know, I'm not that bright because I just noticed you had a Burger King drink without your hamburger. Yes. Well, I had a, <laughs> we talked about this, uh, I think, off the air. I, my guilty pleasure is uh, once a week I go to Burger King. I just love Whoppers. And, you know, if you I eat them every them. day, you die. Although that, that one guy in Wisconsin has been eating Big Macs for, what, 37 years and yep. missed three days? It's yep. a little weird. So I went into my Burger King over on Industrial Boulevard in Edina, and guess what they're out of? Hamburgers. Hamburgers. (laughs) Jesus. I've heard across the board there are things like that that are missing, that people just can't get them. I I don't understand. I mean, it's just the longer this goes on, the more puzzling it is. You know, know. that's how I knew the Lincoln Dell was closing. No pastrami? No. I I walked in there one night about 6 o'clock. And tried to buy a couple bagels. No bagels? No bagels. They closed about a month later. No bagels. This, this was the one on Minnetonka Boulevard. Sure. Yeah. I said, wait a minute, you're, you're a delicatessen. So, I mean, it'd be like, you know, me going to a bank and having them say, no, we got no money. Right. It's like, okay, you're done. That's you know, it. You're finished. Gelfand and I used to go to Lincoln Dell, which is now where what is? Well, the walls are what started. Yeah, got it. yeah, we we beaten up that whole corner. We got oh Joe Sensors and huge. Scuppers and everything is just it's all walls are world. That honestly, guy, that building you're building is huge. Well, uh, they they're doing something that I think is really really cool, especially if you've ever sold cars in the winter. Uh, it's a four story parking ramp for right. all the sales and service vehicles. Right, mm-hmm. uh, which will. It'd be a lot less inventory work. I tell you, when it snows in a car dealership and you're in the business, it's terrible. Oh, yeah. I we bet. call it corporate fitness days. Because <laughs> it means you get there at 7 yep. in the morning and, and broom and move and plow snow oh, all yeah. day and all night. It's well, just we all, awful. In radio, we all get a dividend when there's a when there's a blizzard. People are in their cars for three hours yeah. trying yeah, to trapped. get to work. Yep. They're trapped and listening to try it to all you. your new it's material. All. God, the one that used to be over on Highway 12, which is now 394 and 100. Yep. I, I love that yep. one, too. That was the original, wasn't it? 
I don't know which one was I, the original. I think the original. I thought it was on Minnetonka Boulevard. Yeah, I, yeah, probably, it could I, be. I know one thing. That's where all the bookies were on Monday morning. And Danny was always at that one. Yeah, that's he where was Danny always was. At yeah. that one, yeah. Before that, his dad. Are there any other good yeah, that, yeah. delis in town other than Cecil's? Cecil's is good. Uh, what's well, a the good Crossroads deli? isn't Mort's? bad. Yeah, Crossroads is good. Yep, okay. I like Crossroads. Yeah. I'd say, you know, that'd be one and two. Yeah, I think that's right. Cecil's, yeah. Lincoln Dell was totally different, though. It was just a very special feeling. Well, well it was more yeah. like a social club, really. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I, I remember one day I was there having lunch and uh, with a friend, and um, it was it was about one in the afternoon, and all the ladies from uh, who had been at Oak Ridge playing mahjong. Oh yeah. We're at a huge table, oh, yeah. like one of these long tables, and there were like ten of them, and they were all talking, right, same time. But there was one who was like the designated listener. They must have brought oh. her along because she listened. Oh. And so there was the one woman trying to listen to nine other women talking simultaneously. Mm. And you know what I said? <laughs> I said, check, please. Yeah, time to go. Time <laughs> hard to, go. to eat. How do you eat corned beef through that? Oh, I got to tell you this, by the way, and Dougie, you too, that I uh, went to Milda's yesterday with, uh, with Michael ah, Bryant. Sure, over on, uh, in Glenwood. On Glenwood no, Avenue. I don't know that place. It's moved a block further east. It used to be a block. Uh, it, it, there's a block over from where it is now, but it's a legendary cafe in North Minneapolis. And there was a guy at at the, and he kept looking at me. Mm-hmm. He's sitting eating a sandwich. This guy was probably about 90 years old. Mm-hmm. I would say late 80s, 90, something like that. Just a kid. Yeah, just a kid. And he he keeps looking at me and looking. He's got kind of gets this quizzical look on his face and all that. And finally, I'm going to leave. He goes, "Excuse me." I said, "Yes, sir." He goes, "I love your show." Oh, <laughs> wow! <laughs> so sweet. That's great. <laughs> He's 90 years old. I love your show. That's awesome. It's like, oh, what a sweet guy. Now, I, see, that's the thing. I, somebody's going to have to tell the story of North Minneapolis, you know, from all the way back when it was a, you know, a, a Catholic, black, Jewish. Yeah. There was actually a really good documentary about God, that on uh, Channel 2 TPT about two or three years ago. and it had Was that Larry Millett? That I mean? think it was a woman that put it together, oh, if it I really? remember right. But well, then forget about it. Yeah, <laughs> we're not watching that. If it's not Larry, I'm out. Who is it? Larry Millett. Well, Larry Millett. He's the architecture dude. Yeah. Yeah. Really good artist. But they had tons of, you know, tons of films of uh, the North Side back in the 20s and 30s and Gosh, 40s and yeah, interviews with people. And it was really, in fact, I reached out to her but never heard it back. I thought she would make a great guest on your podcast. You guys oh, could God, go into North Minneapolis <clears throat> Heaven. I'll, I'll see if I, I can find that again. I, I do have one of my mom's yearbooks from North High. Do you? You really? Yeah. So was that like what, 1940, something like well, that? Well, she was born in 22, so yeah, yeah, that'd be her senior yeah. year. Yeah, like, not a bad guess. No, huh? uh, well, well, you, you, hey, you you know what it's about. I do indeed, and it's a Love pretty it. diversified yearbook. Uh, yeah, Sid so, was yeah. two years older. Yeah, so Sid wouldn't be in that one. No, no, he would not. Be I don't know if Sid ever actually attended school. I don't think he too did. busy <laughs> selling newspapers. <laughs> yeah, or carrying his dad home. Got the hustle. <laughs> yeah. People don't know that about Sidney, and he needs credit for that. Mm. That he and to have an alcoholic father in the Jewish community is a bitch anyway. Oh yeah, a shicker. A shicker. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But he would go find his father, and he'd carry him home all the time. Oh. And I, I you, Sydney, there were parts of Sydney that people just went, "Oh my God, how can you stand that man?" After what he'd been through, I could put up with a lot. Mm. No doubt about it. To be to to have an alcoholic father in the Jewish community as a nice little well, I don't Jewish think it's boy. fun in any community. Well, but no, no, no but I'm it's sure particularly but it, but it, it's more unusual. I, I, this is but it, like a in the Jewish community, say. it's a shanda for the glam. Exactly right. Uh, Carlin taught me that. I like Gentile pleasures. <laughs> I just love Gentile pleasures. I think that's hilarious. Well, that's a pleasure to you, Gentiles. <laughs> it's kind of like the same thing. Yeah, it is. That's exactly I mean, it right. is the same thing. It is the same thing. Yeah. Norm Nat. You know Norm, don't you? Who's that? Norm Nat, N-A-T-T. Nice Jewish boy. He used to have a furniture store on Plymouth Avenue. Well, that doesn't day. narrow it down. <laughs> no, that's true. It does not. But Norm is probably, he's getting, getting, getting on to 90. Mm-hmm. And every time I see him, he teaches me new Yiddish words. Yeah. And I yeah. hadn't seen him in years. 
because of COVID. You know, he's hiding out because he's you know got sure. the page on him. But he comes running over and gives me a big hug, and he, he goes, "Okay, I got a new one for you." And I said, "Okay." And then he told me what it was, and he says, "Repeat it." And I repeated it, and he goes, "You want to know what it means?" And I said, "Yes." What does it mean? He goes, "I just said your meat with eyes." <laughs> oh wow! Of course, meat with <laughs> eyes. What? Uh, did he explain that? Well, just apparently it's a it's it's an insult to people who are mm. just a piece of shit. Apparently. Oh, okay. So when I was, I think, in fourth grade, at a. Jewish friend at school who would call people schmucks all the time. Oh, God. And one day I said, David, can I ask you something? What, what's a schmuck? And this is a fourth grade kid. He mm-hmm. paused for about a two beat and he said, a schmuck is somebody that gets out of the shower to take a pee. <laughs> sure. Well, that's a pretty good definition. Oh, that's interesting. Not bad. Yeah. Actually, not bad. of course, schmuck is one of 82 Yiddish words that mean penis. <laughs> yeah, well, that's true. There, there are about 82. <laughs> you know, Eskimos and snow, same kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. you're absolutely right. Jews and penis. Did yeah. the phrase you taught you, was that Stick Fleisch mit Eugen? What yes, is it? that's exactly what it is. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's a Yiddish phrase, apparently. Ah. And what is it again? It's Stick Fleisch mit Eugen. Stick Fleisch. And yeah, it the means flesh with, with a eyes. piece of meat with eyes, yep. Hmm. The fle- it means a stupid person. <laughs> <laughs> so I know it. So it's not it's me. Kind of he didn't long make it run up for a short slide. It isn't is. It? it really is. Okay, one more time. Stickfleisch meat Eugen. Stickfleisch just means the meat. Yeah, I think so. Meat Eugen means with eyes. With eyes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, there That's you go. nice. Yeah. I like that. Mm-hmm. You can work that into Thank the morning to... show tomorrow morning. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, I will believe. I you. know you will. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I just, uh, but Norm is one of those people. He, I just adore that man. He's just a great guy. Very, very funny. Just the old North Side guy. You know, one of those people. But. Yeah, I, I seriously, we should. Probably, I wonder if Larry Millett would come on this show. I'm sure would, he would. Why wouldn't he? I would love to talk to him about the shows that he's done because I have never missed one of his his shows. Oh, they are fascinating. Too. They're and, great, and the the visuals are incredible. I, absolutely, they are. It just brings back these magnificent memories to me of the old neighborhood. But then I, of course, remember being you know eight nine years old. My mother come home from from work early. Mm-hmm. Like, mom, you're home kind of early. He goes, yeah, another hooker stabbed a guy at the Kilroy's, so. <laughs> That's the only way to get a day off? Yeah, because there's one of those old cafeterias where they had a line of stools, you know, when you walked in, and then a couple of booths at the back. Mm-hmm. And the hookers would always come in and rob the guys because their wallets would be sticking up because they're sitting on stools, sure. right? So this one uh, guy apparently caught the uh, the hooker stealing his wallet, so she stabbed him right in the back and killed him. Oh, Got a nice huh. neighborhood, huh? Mm. That would have been right across, where, you know where Mickey's Liquors is now? Oh, sure. It would have been right across Plymouth Avenue on the west side of 7th or Emerson. I just love it. I, it it's just such a great memory. Yeah, we got to get Larry Millett on. I would love to sit and talk to him about that. All right. Cassie, get on it. Car selling suit special guest. Why Larry not? Larry Millett. That would be great. He could talk about Studebakers and all that good stuff. <laughs> it's this show is really not about cars at all. I no, that's never, never well, <laughs> Every once in a while we slip around. I do have a car story, though, and it, and it can uh, start with a question. Oh, I love it. So last week, uh, the most expensive uh, auction for a single automobile took place. Guess oh. how much money? Oh, God. Single car. And I will tell you it was a Mercedes. It was a car that was in the Mercedes uh, Museum. Was it like Hitler's Mercedes or something? No, it wasn't that. No? That's but not just the one guess went, the dollar amount. That's not the one for what, like $400 million. Well, no, it was uh, only $143. Oh, $143. So it's kind of interesting. It's uh, If you know in the 50s, Mercedes made the SL, the, the uh, Gullwing. The 300 yeah. SL, oh, yeah, just absolutely. a beautiful car. Beautiful. Well, they made a race version of it. They only made two of them, and that's what this one was. It was oh. a 1955 Mercedes-Benz 300 SLR huh. uh, for 135 million euros. The the winning bid was made by British car collector, advisor, and dealer Simon Kidston on behalf of an unnamed agent. Kidston lobbied Mercedes-Benz board for 18 months to God. consider putting the car up for auction. On kind of a cool footnote... Uh, Mercedes took the money and they used it to invade Poland. No, um, <laughs> of course they did. Why wouldn't they? No, they're going to donate. Wouldn't take that much. <laughs> no, they're going to donate the uh, proceeds to create a fund for scholarships and educational research into the environment and decarbonization. Ah, so, nice. Yeah, at least they're giving back a little bit. But 
So they only made two of these, and they, the guy said, i got to buy her. you got to auction this off. Sotheby's did it. And, oh, they did. And I've spent a lot of time at auto auctions, but I've never seen stuff that was $150 million. No. It's kind of cool. You know, there's two of them. I bet I could make a one-of-a-kind, unique car myself. Well, sell it for $150 million. Yes, the Andy Mobile. Yeah, exactly. $200 million because it's one-of-a-kind. I think there's some value to the brand and <laughs> history. And, and the fact that it would run. Yeah, yeah, and that this helps. Was a, it, it's a beaut. It's actually a gorgeous car. I love sports cars anyway, and it's a big bastard, three liter engine, and it was able to go 180 miles an hour. Whoa! Making man. it one of the fastest uh, road legal cars of the time. And that's 1955. That's let's see, I'm uh, with the Mercedes from that era that I remember. The engine would always knock, but oh yeah, yeah. Before fuel injection, uh, yeah, ah, they definitely. Did start. It was in the fifties that fuel injection made its way into uh, automobiles. It started out in airplanes, of course, in World War Two. But makes sense. I think Chevy had a fuel injected version of the Corvette in nineteen fifty seven, and I it think is Mercedes, Mercedes fooled around with it back. How then they too. took so long to figure that out, isn't it? Yeah, because like, actually, kind of like, we have know. a lot of mechanics and, and, and car fans that listen to this, and they would probably agree that a fuel injection system is way simpler than a carburetor. Yeah, it makes you wonder why they didn't think of it to begin with. Yeah. Like, I'm sure there was some reason, but... No, no. I don't know. I, I impressed a lot of people who couldn't get their car started by sticking a, the heel of a screwdriver into the uh, with the little flapper thing. Right, yeah. choke. Right, the or chicken, more yeah. properly called the little flapper thing. The little flapper, the little flapper thing. thing. No, I mean I, you know, I, I, word spread among the Jewish community that I was a mechanic. You were, a, you were a Plymouth whisperer. Yeah, I. The Plymouth whisperer. I, to this day, I know nothing else, and so that my one skill, mechanical skill, yeah. went, went right out the window. We got Tire Carver on the phone. I knew somebody would call. Yeah, him. Tire, how are you? Doing good. Uh, two things. Um, the Mercedes that just sold the second one that uh, was made was the one that uh, killed everybody in Le Mans that one year, and I don't oh, remember exactly God. what year it was. Oh, yeah. So I didn't know that. That's not that in the story. That's fascinating. Clipped into the stands or something, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep, yeah. yeah. Clipped, clipped a car on the track and climbed it and ended up flipping through the stands and took oh. out... I want to say it was like 85, 88 people. Can you imagine going a buck 80 in a car with no seat belts and drum brakes yeah, no and bias fly tires? <laughs> no, thank you. You'd have to be drunk, no, wouldn't you? No. Well, just no brains. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but uh, the other thing was, in the first hour, you were talking about the car-based uh, pickup trucks. You forgot one that really wanted to kill people, and that was Subaru's version. Oh, the, the brat. brat. With the yeah. seats mounted in the back. With a what mounted? They put seats in them. Yeah, it was a, oh. it was a Subaru Brat. Yeah, it was a Legacy with a chop back, and they had little plastic seats with, like, fighter pilot handles oh, you yeah, could hang on sure to. <laughs> and they were facing backwards. Yeah. And this was in that, oh, what? When was no. that? Because I sold those new probably up until, what, 85 or 86? Hmm. What could and go I wrong? I would say it was mid-80s, mid-80s mid to late-80s. Yeah. Oh, I know. Yeah, 87. Oh, no, 94 they were in Well, they brought them back again, but I don't think they had, in the ones they made in the 90s, I don't think they had the death seats in there. They had the roll cage in back there, yeah. And like all weird cars that never should have been made, these things have achieved cult status, and they're actually fairly valuable right now. You can find a nice one. What's it called? The Brat. Oh, here we go. Imports to North America stopped in 87, but they kept making them until 94. Really? Hmm. So, yeah, everyone else was a little more lenient about that kind of thing, apparently. Unbelievable. I'm surprised there's only four actually. and throw up in traffic. Oh, yeah, I know. there you go. Well, it's like sitting in the back seat <laughs> of the uh, Colony Park wagon. But uh, that was vomit-inducing. You know, oh. the carbon monoxide didn't kill you. The, the <laughs> well, vertigo would. So the reason yep. they did it was to avoid tariffs. Uh, the plastic seats in the bed allowed them to classify it as a passenger car, not a light truck. Really? Uh, light trucks had a 25% yeah. tariff. That's right. Passenger cars, 2.5%. I forgot oh, about that. Andy's exactly God. right. Wow. That's, uh, 
Yeah. Just bolt two heater. seats in, and there you go. It's a passenger car. That's uh, <laughs> interesting. That's what we call a loophole in the yeah, business. Yeah, that would be so. a loophole. Good car for your ex-wife. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, that's nice. Oh, well, you don't know. You as don't long as have it came one. with a chauffeur. That's right. That's right. I don't have an ex-wife. You're right about that. Not yet. So we were talking about fuel injection. Oh. And would you agree that a carburetor is a much more complicated uh, fuel delivery device than a fuel injection system? Nowadays, yeah. Yeah. That's what I thought. And we were wondering, well, why, did they, why didn't they invent fuel injection much earlier? Because I think it started in World War II for airplanes, if I remember right. Yeah, I think that's where it came from. I love it. But, yeah, I mean... Uh, Early carburetors were pretty simple. <laughs> yeah. It was available in passenger cars as early as the late 1930s. Oh, wow. In diesel engines, okay. such as the Mercedes-Benz OM138, whatever that is. I think diesels are always fuel-injected, aren't they? Uh, yes. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. As far as I, I know. Because diesel fuel would be too thick and it wouldn't... Yeah, it wouldn't atomize very well. Fuel which is injection what a carburetor was does. introduced in the '50s, but it hadn't replaced carburetors until the '90s. Yeah, yeah, no, it was a long. I remember fuel injection being like the new, like cool thing that everyone had when I was a kid. Well, the coolest thing was I think Chrysler came made a turbine-powered car for a while. Mm. It never hit the market, but imagine firing that thing up. Turbine, like it'd why be like a jet. Why? I don't know, because it's cool. Yeah, why not? Helicopter motor. Yeah. I suppose, yeah. Back in those days, the, the, the big three had 95% of the U.S. car market. They had, God, that's just amazing. had money to yeah. burn and could just do whatever they wanted. Yeah, why so not? So it was Ford, GM, and Chrysler. Chrysler, yep. yeah. Yep. Well, actually, you're a car guy. You, here's a piece of uh, computer trivia that you might actually be able to guess. And actually, you might have dealt with computers Apple that have this. <laughs> That's the answer, yes. I'm not even going to ask the question now. So back in the 80s and, ni- and early 90s, uh, IBM's had a button on it labeled Turbo. I don't know if you remember. Do you remember? I do remember that. Do you remember what it did? Didn't it, did it speed up the, the hard drive or something? That's what everyone thought it did, but it actually slowed it down. Oh. What? Because it was uh, named after the turbo something that cars have that like attenuate the uh, the fuel somehow. Well, General Motors has an automatic transmission called the the turbo hydromatic. Let's see the turbo button. Yeah, it's the reduced turbo speed. Huh. But because turbo sounds fast, everyone was like, "Oh, it makes it go uh, fast." They made everything was uh, labeled. It's inspired by a turbocharger. Which forces extra air in, yeah. less fuel. So yeah. I guess theoretically the idea is less electricity, less fuel, that kind of thing. But I remember but it just that confused was everyone. The marketing catchword for everything they had, you know, oh, Gillette Turbo Razor. I know, so, yeah. Oh, sure. oh, yeah. Turbo, yeah. Yep. But right. IBM started with it, and everyone kept that turbo on all the time because they're like, I want my computer to go fast. But. But it actually ran, made it run slower, and it made it more efficient, or is that? Uh, yeah, it was mostly used because everything back then was tied to the clock speed. Yeah. So the faster your computer went, the faster your programs would run, which mostly made a uh, difference for like games. The games would run faster. So you hit the turbo button, they'd run at the original speed. Yeah. I learned something new. You do much better at Pac-Man if they slowed it down. Exactly. Hit that turbo button. It's, uh, you know, the game takes twice as long, but it's a lot easier. God, I'm trying to think of the last time I played a video game. I bet you it has to be. Super Mario Bros. Oh, no. Actually, I know when. Uh, Like 2004, we had the, uh, well, no, it couldn't have been 2004 because I think it was the PlayStation 3 had just come out. And uh, you had this one football game i can't remember which one it was but we played it in the old barn oh that's right yes on the on the big screen tv <laughs> on the big screen yep. big screen tv which was the size of this desk that thing was gigantic so it wasn't it wasn't madden it probably was madden yeah my favorite football game was the one from the 50s the old metal uh, table that vibrating vibrated. table oh, yeah. that was awesome that, that I, I you know of course being a kid with adhd 
I didn't have the patience to, oh, to do that. I couldn't see that. I <laughs> but, never played it. Well, but I, a game, well, I just really. remembered, like, I just remember thinking, what, what's the purpose of this? I, this right. These things are just vibrating. Yeah. I, I never understood I it. Understand. It's basically like a chaos theory experiment more yeah. than an actual game. Yeah. It's like, what happens if I put the pieces like this? Where will they go? I just like the sound when you hit the <laughs> switch. Yeah. And by the way, if I can do just a callback, as we say in the business. A callback, sure. Something we were talking about earlier. When I was uh, looking at the uh, Josh Donaldson uh, Wikipedia page... Well, you're not letting him go today, are you? <laughs> well, well, no, it's, 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 this ties in with this. Yeah. Um, they, they said that his favorite pastime was playing Mortal Kombat. Ah, well, really? Yeah, there you yeah. go. So, uh, again... It's, Finish uh, it. Yeah. I don't like the guy. I can understand that. But so more, I've never played Mortal Kombat. Is it? I played the hell out of Mortal Kombat trilogy on the N64. A little violent, is it? Uh, it's the one that you usually hear people talk about when they say video games should be banned. You know? <laughs> it, the, it was the first video game that had violence that was realistic in massive air quotes. Cause is it that, worse than GTA? No, it is nothing even close. Well, I mean, we're pioneer. talking about Super Nintendo and Sega Genesis. I mean, the graphics were like... Grand Theft Auto. Grand oh, Theft. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's yeah that, that was worse. not even remotely. Mortal Kombat was like it, at the time, right? Oh, absolutely. At the time, everyone was like, "Oh, I can't believe they're showing that." But that's yeah. like at the time on TV. You know, you said the word "fart" and everyone threw a fit. So, yeah. speaking of farting, we should probably take a short <laughs> break here. Uh, we got you a couple of announcements to run. I've got to do a little farting, and we'll be right back in a couple of minutes. <laughs> Thank you. Tom here for Shift Real Estate. I met the folks from Shift Real Estate last year on our way to Key West and loved their story. Shift Real Estate saves home sellers thousands of dollars on real estate fees because they list for a flat fee of $5,000, and that includes photos, MLS listing, online marketing, and the assistance of a full-time realtor. Tell Shift about your home, and they will tell you how you can save $10,000 or more. Shift Real Estate, the common sense way to sell your home. Visit shift2sell.com because life is expensive enough. And we are back with Stretch's picks. Who's winning this thing? The Kitties, the Pack, the Bears, or the Purple? None of the above. Those are all the teams in the division. I know that. Well, who's your pick? I'm going with Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. What? It's not a football team. Sabre is one of the largest Bryant dealers in the state, which means you save. Yep, I'm going with Sabre, Sabre and Bryant doing whatever it takes to keep you comfortable. Oh, uh, one more thing, Tom. What's that? Visit saberheating.com. Tom here, and I'm excited to tell you about a well-being and weight loss program I personally know works. It's called Continuum Weight and Well-Being. So why Continuum? Because if you're like most of their clients, you've tried countless programs and the DIY version of weight loss. If you're back at square one and just not happy with your weight, health, and how you're feeling, great news Continuum is doing it differently. There are no meal replacements or foods you're required to purchase. They don't just focus on weight loss. They're upfront with their pricing. And most importantly, Continuum is designed for long-term success. Schedule a free consultation and find out more today. Simply go to their website, continuumweightwellbeing.com, or call them or text them at 952-491-6527. The Continuum team, Nancy, Danette, and Kelly, are looking forward to getting you healthier today. You have new bumper music. Yeah, we sure do. What Courtesy of Dave Schrader, uh, this is Lissy Claire. Ah, who's, who's Lissy Claire? She is an independent artist who sent in some uh, some stuff. We've got some Grimrock, some from Golden Jay, got some from Lissy Claire. Sweet. Uh-huh. Much as I love listening to my wife sing, I, we've been listening to the Telecaster Same, bumper yeah. music for the last two years. It's yeah, nice to sure break have. it up a little bit. Talk and text line is open, 561 Two two eight four zero six one. We're talking cars. We're talking old Jewish people. We're talking. Well, he's uh, not that old. <laughs> come no, on, from the forties, Plymouth <laughs> Avenue. Jackie Mason, Josh Jackie Donaldson. Mason. Imagine Josh Donaldson and Jackie Mason together. That would not be pretty. Vaudeville. Yeah. 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 Uh, and one more car story. National Automotive Dealers Association. Several state associations are reaching out to Volkswagen Group of America, looking for assurance on how the German automaker's new Scout brand will be retailed in the United States and making sure the plan doesn't violate state franchise laws. So this is a growing movement with auto manufacturers to circumvent the, the laws that 
you know, honestly are are heavily favored in front in favor of the dealer franchise system. Uh, but they're looking as a way to get around it. And it's kind of interesting to think about why they might be doing this. Um, I, I think a big part of it is because of the success of Tesla. Yeah. And Tesla is a direct sales model. But I don't think that's what makes Tesla special. I think people buy Teslas because they're cool and Tesla's a great company. And I, I think did. they would buy them through a retail franchise yep. just as easily. Um, but I think a lot of these manufacturers go, well, that must be the difference right there. It's like, no, they were first to market. They build yeah. a really good product, and people dig it. That's that's what really, I think, what makes Tesla special. So this Scout thing that Volkswagen is uh, going to introduce is another large all-electric-powered SUV. It's interesting as we worry about fuel economy, that what's really making the difference in the electric world are these massive trucks that are all electric powered, like mm -hmm. the, uh, oh, just jam my knee right into the desk. Oh, that was good. F-150, the Lyric, the Sil Chevy Silverado's coming out, the new uh, Escalade, so on and so forth, all these electric powered cars. They're, they're cool, but they're massive. I mean, they're six, 7,000 pound vehicles, Jesus. and I think the Scout's gonna be in that range and, and as well. Those are the gas so. guzzlers, so have no you, one's, you know. Have you been reading about the Rivian controversy in Texas? Uh, no, I haven't. I'm, I, for those that don't know, Rivian is a startup uh, luxury pickup I've and heard SUV manufacturer. They just oh. started producing their first vehicles about a year ago. Well, the politicians there, like, uh, like Greg Abbott, they're denouncing Rivian because they're eco-friendly. Yes, we managed they, they to make... They don't like that. Yeah. And, Why don't they like that? Well, because it's woke. What? Oh, that's woke? Yeah, it's woke. No, we've they never to, met anybody woke, have they? Uh, it's, we've managed it's, to turn electric vehicles into another uh, I mean, political really, schism. Why? Why? I don't, What's I, political It doesn't make sense to me. Everything is political and, now. And it was, I, th I think it was Greg Abbott, one of the politicians in Texas who said that uh, it was a, uh, a woke company with ties that owned, he said, owned by George Soros. Oh, there it is again. Oh, so it's the Jewish cars yeah. they now, don't Now, George like. Soros has a small a small investment in them. Well, when you're a multi-billionaire, you got investments in everything, well, right? Well, right, yeah. And, and he doesn't, you know, he's not, there are companies like T. Rowe and others yeah. who own like 10 times more stock than he does. But as long as he's got part of it, why not go with that? Yeah, Rivian is having a tough time in the market. They uh, weren't mm -hmm. able to hit production numbers. Initially, they were going to build uh, an all-electric Explorer, a Navigator for Ford, I think. I might be getting this wrong. But then they, Ford decided to stop doing that. And part of the reason Ford had a big uh, loss in the last quarter financially is because they had a lot of Rivian stock that just tanked. Now, I hear the cars are really cool. They're supposed yeah. to be wonderful, but I, it's going to be a question of whether they can survive long enough to make enough of them to start making Well, money. Amazon has a big investment yeah. in yeah. Rivian. Yeah, I, they may have the biggest. I'm not sure. 25, uh, 25 bucks a share the last I saw. But what's, I don't know what. What's Rivian stock trading for now on this edition of Andy Looks Up Shit on the Internet? Twenty nine sixty seven. Oh, they've gone up, yeah. It's up a like a rocket. Bit. Well, I mean, they used to be at 172. Yeah, so. yeah there is that. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's going to be a problem. <laughs> yeah, that yeah, was exactly. six months ago. So. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's, uh, that's lot, worse than Target. A lot of car stocks have taken oh, in the shorts. Carvana just, just crashed this Did year. They, really? they, went, they were almost 400 bucks a year ago, and I think they're... Probably thirty-five dollars a share now. Thirty-two. That's a haircut. Yeah, they Indeed. were at. Th oh, in August they were at three seventy. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, that's eight and down eighty-seven percent. That's yeah. not exactly a correction. No, no that's a little more no, than that. Yeah. Mm. So it's either a, it's a classic stock thing. It's either a buying opportunity or you're trying to catch a falling knife. <laughs> Yep. Yeah. All I know is I know the guy that had the first Tesla in the state of Minnesota. Gets no credit for it. Don't worry about him. <laughs> Dip, like Angel. so many other things. Yeah, so many other things that that man invented in this state and no credit at all. Is all we say. And now all they say about you is you're meat with eyes. Meat with eyes. What is it again, Andy? I think we've all forgotten at this point. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad it's not just me. <laughs> no, we've not an easy phrase to remember. Schlichten mit yeah, or something, something like that? Something like that, yes. You know what's so amazing, though, is that the, the, the people, the, the extremists, and again, I'm talking about left and right, all they do is bitch constantly. Oh, I know. 
I'm getting so tired. To get of your that. social media engagement. Oh God, it's everything sucks. Everything's wrong. You're horrible. Oh my God. Would you grow up for Christ's sake? Tom, does this remind you of the Second Coming, the classic poem by William Butler Yeats? <laughs> yes, it does. It Why, of course it does. does. Things fall apart. The center cannot hold. Mere anarchy is loosed upon the world. The blood-dimmed tide is loosed, and everywhere the ceremony of innocence is drowned. The best lack all conviction, while the worst are full of passionate intensity. There you go. Kind of wow. says it all, doesn't it? It says it all What's right that there? poem called, Mike? It's called The Second Coming. Do you just it's carry called... that around with you everywhere you no, go? No, I just, today I, I, well, I, I had this thing printed out because I liked the poem. Mm. And then today I realized that this pretty much captures the theme of what we've been talking about. It does. There's this no is true. About it. But I, look, I've experienced that whole situation, that whole woke bullshit. It's not pleasant. I don't even know what it means, but I well, guess it means that anything that, that people in Texas don't like. I don't no, know. no, no, no. That's not about that. No, it's people who think that if they get drunker than shit and still have the right beliefs, that that's okay. That's that's being woke. That's apparently. very specific. What? It, what? Oh, I didn't. I wasn't able to process that. Uh, you don't need to. I'll tell you off the air. No, honest to God. I, but but really, it means anything. It's like. It's kind of like what we used what we used to be called. I don't you don't hear it as much anymore. But political correctness, right? It's the, political yeah, correctness it's the, is the, ruining yeah. the country. Yeah. No, it's not. There's a lot of things ruining the country, but nobody really knows what political correctness is anyway. It's just something some people don't like, so they call it that. Now yeah. I, I get the idea. Woke means liberal. No, I don't think that's true at all. I'm smarter than you is what it means. Well, what if you are? Uh, you haven't met them. <laughs> I will tell you that. That means that you haven't met them because they're not. I can hear it. No, I just I, I don't like this whole pigeonholing bullshit. Right. And I, I said it yesterday. Jai was in uh, in sitting in your chair. He's running for sheriff. Oh yeah. Black man in America. We interviewed today. him. I Great think, guy. On the on the on the phone about six months ago. And we talked about the fact that if I were black, I would be so pissed off at people trying to use my skin color to make money. God, I'd be pissed I'm off. I'm not about splitting that. hairs, but isn't he Indian? Yeah, he's from India. Yeah, yeah, right. Yep, you're absolutely right. He is mm-hmm. from India. He was he was adopted, adopted or something Indian. like that. Yeah. Look, I just don't think either one of these parties has a goddamn thing to complain about, and that's all the either one of them ever does. They just bitch constantly. Mm. Why? Explain it to me. Well, I think it's a brand. Yeah. For one party. Okay. And I think it's a cry for help from the other. So you think the, the Republicans are crying for help? Is that what you're That's saying? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's what I thought it must have been. You know, it's so amazing that so many people are just locked in like that. So you can't see much wrong with the Democrats. What's that? You can't see much wrong with the Democrats? I see a ton so, wrong with both parties. That's I, I do, too. Um, but, you know, I'm, I probably see different things than you do, but we agree on the fact that there's plenty wrong with both. There is, and it's very severe on both sides. That's the only But I don't like either either one of the parties, to tell you the truth. I'm not well, a fan no, of either I'm, one. Well, I, no, I don't either because they both, they both use the same fuel. Yeah, they do. You're right, and you and I are the fuel, unfortunately. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, it's 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 money. It's, that's it the is thing. Money. And as I mean, long as it's money, then we're not going to get anything even close to what democracy is supposed to be. Exactly about. true. That's exactly what I'm talking about. So it's, you know, in the end, we we come around to the same point. We do absolutely. We get there different ways, but we get to the same destination. I just I I am so sick to death of the. First of all, both parties have those figure like you talked about Ted Cruz. Uh, Chuck Schumer, I don't think I'd care much for him. Well, he's not a great him. guy. He we suffers know that. from bad saying. delivery. I mean, he really yeah, does. He, he, does. He, just should, he shouldn't talk. There's some just bad people in both parties. Like, good God, you're disgusting pigs. Hmm. But again, it's all about money, so it's never going to stop. Well, I no, I mean, once once they open the, uh, the cashier's uh, drawer, mm-hmm. that was the end of it. Once when you've got, you know, you've got the uh, basically... You name the issue. You're talking about an environmental issue. Well, you know what? The most powerful lobbyist is worth about 50 senators. And the least powerful lobbyist is still more powerful than the most powerful senator. No, you're right. You're right about that. They all learn at the same institutions, though. I mean, that's the whole deal. It's just the way it is. I, I just... 
really wish that somebody was sincere about wanting to help someone instead of just, oh, you're horrible, but I'll help you. No, you won't. You're lying. So. Okay, let's play guess. Who do you think the two major parties are going to run for president in 2024? Oh, I like that. It's a good twenty twenty two. I'm going Sorry. with Tucker Carlson, Republicans. Are you? And it's partly because <laughs> I made a bet. Oh, did you? I bet online, yeah. He wouldn't do that. I don't think he'd accept it. I'm telling you, he needs the Secret Service to protect well, him. Well, he might. That's yeah. why he'll run. writes itself. Yeah, Give right. enough. Vote for Tuck. But I don't know yeah, about the I, like I don't know about the Democrats though. I don't either. I mean, won't it just be Biden? He's incumbent. He's eighty. I, I well, don't I think they're not. gonna. Just, well, I, I, I can't imagine there's know. many people in the in the Democratic Party that who want him to. That's I mean, true. Yeah. I don't know anybody who uh, who want. I'm, I know a lot of liberal friends. I don't know one of them who wants him to run. I then really didn't want him to run this time. But they definitely don't want him to run next time. Yeah. No, they don't. And, and let's face right. it. I mean, he's. He's the one guy who could lose to Trump. Yeah, that's true. No, you're absolutely. And the Trump's one guy the one guy who could lose to Biden. Uh, yes, <laughs> they're born for proven. each other. Yeah, yeah, they are born so for each other. So if that's what the system gives us, I know that's exactly what I'm talking about, though, Mike. I can't stand either one of them. They drive me crazy. I just, ugh. but it's just taking advantage of people, and that's the part of it. I just, I, I mm. yeah, it's about exploiting people. It is. There's no doubt about it. So Let's, I think it, it's most likely to be DeSantis. I mean, Tucker Carlson is yeah. a funny choice, yeah. but I would think... Well, he's the betting choice he's, right now. Right, yeah, he's, yeah. He's, he's the early favorite, I think. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of people who are... Well, the thing about DeSantis is his thing is he's going to out-Trump Trump. So now you're going to have people who are going to out-DeSantis DeSantis. Right. So it's going to go on like that. And the, and the guy you think is going to... You know, look, this at this point... The, the guy you think's going to be the nominee almost never is. Yeah, that's true. That's right. It, it's very early in the game. And I, I wonder if Biden doesn't announce after the midterms that he's not going to run in for a second. Well, term. I don't think they're going to let him run. There's no way. Would this Especially, be the first time that an incumbent president hasn't run for a term that they're allowed to run? LBJ. Oh, did he not? Yeah, he yeah. just. He just I, and it's side, kind of yeah. weird why he didn't run. I think Vietnam got to him and. Probably. Well, yeah, the way he became president too. Yeah, and but and he did the, win an actual election. He did, he did you know, yeah, in '64. Yeah, Gerald Ford certainly shouldn't have run again. <clears throat> yeah, no, that wasn't a great move. But did he run again? I didn't even remember him running again. Yeah, Carter smoked him. Yeah. Oh, is that yeah. who he smoked? Oh yeah. Hmm. Boy, there's a good choice, and I like Jimmy Carter. I as love a Jimmy oh, Carter. He's a great not, guy. As a, not as a president, though. I'm sorry, he just didn't have it. I disagree. I think that he did some things that I can't imagine modern politicians doing. I mean, like I mean, 17% interest? Well, let's like talk about that. So <laughs> yeah. he well, hired Paul to Volcker to run the Fed, and it was a controversial economic move, have to, a move to jack up interest rates to combat inflation. Right. But let's not forget, when he got smoked in 1980 by Ronald Reagan, mm-hmm. guess what Reagan did? No, I'd say kept Volcker no. and did the same damn yeah. thing, no, and it right. took a couple of years they're, for it to work. But, have to but he was again. right. Yeah. Well, so you can argue yeah. that Jimmy Carter sacrificed his presidency to save the, the U.S. economy. Oh, I don't know about that. That's well, he, he wouldn't. Have, you know, that but, was a that was a crazy move. But as but the, the political scientists always say, you know, the the president gets too much blame when yeah. there's high inflation, yeah, gets too much credit when it's low. Yeah, yeah that's true. absolutely. That is true. Well, and also he had a peanut farm to fall back on, so <laughs> he had a plan B, so it's not like solid. it mattered. You know. He was a very solid it's brother. A great documentary, by the way, Jimmy Carter, Rock and Roll President. And it's all about, he was a huge music fan. Yeah. And, and oh, yeah. the Allman Brothers supported him and all these. You know, oh, yeah, they did, absolutely. Uh, uh, Willie Nelson used to hang out at the uh, White House, and the story was is that Willie got caught with one of the staff members smoking pot in the bathroom. No. And, and Jimmy Carter said, <laughs> Willie was actually being kind. It was my son. Oh. <laughs> oh. It's a cool, it's a really cool documentary. It's not terribly political, but it's an interesting. And you watch it yeah. and you go, man, they were young. Well, the thing is, Jimmy Carter wasn't particularly political. No. no. And no, that's why not. he could never run, let alone win today. Yeah, yeah, no. You have to be crazy and loud and obnoxious. Yeah. Win these yeah, days. I've never met him, never talked to him, but everybody I know that has it, it thinks he's a great guy. Every person. Yeah. Just well, really when you nice get a guy man. that's teaching Bible school every Sunday and building houses for humanity yeah, in his does. 90s, it's kind of, yeah. and married to the same woman for 70 years ha- happily, kind of hard to find a lot of faults there. Well, there is the Bible thing. 
Yeah, I knew you'd Bible. say that. Some <laughs> of us like it, Mike. Well, yeah, but he stuck to the Old Testament, you know, the good stuff. So. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, me, the good half of the book. Give me Leviticus anytime. <laughs> the Pentateuch, you know, the classics. You don't yeah. like your, your neighbor? Kill him! That's yeah, right. There you go. There's a lot of smoting in the Old Testament. There really is, yeah. I'm trying to think if I had a choice to appoint a president, who it would even be? I don't have anybody. It's a great question. Yeah. Who Like, if you could name the president, who the hell would it be? Katie Porter. You know who it would be for me, probably? You probably don't like her much anymore, even though she's a Democrat, is that uh, Hawaiian woman. Oh, she's she's not a Democrat anymore. Oh, she's not at all? Yeah. God, no. She's run off the rails. And she was, she was, like, on the left side of the party until she, she, was, until yeah. she didn't get involved in the debates, and they shunned her. They did and shun And her, others, yeah. too, but, yeah. you know, but and then... Didn't take her long to just flip flop. She was like a lot of comedians, you know. Yeah. They're they're liberal one day, conservative the next. It goes the other way around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's whatever you know, whatever you can sell. So who would yep. it be though? I mean, who the hell do you have? That, that I, I don't he think he'd make it, but I like I like uh, Mayor Pete. I think that guy's just as smart as Who'd they come. Judge? Yeah, he's articulate. Well, I like thoughtful, him. but he'll never make it. The other guy I like would be Sherrod Brown. I don't know him. And he's pretty much a centrist. He's a Democratic senator from That's Ohio. That's why I don't know him, because he's a centrist. Yeah. But, he's, <laughs> yeah, but, but he's not a young guy. I mean, he's a young guy by today's standards, because he's in his 60s. But obviously, I think he all is, of us would 69, like He's 69, so... So he's just barely, yeah. Yeah. Well, like I say, he's a young Turk today, but yeah. Yeah, I think we'd all like somebody in their mid-50s, maybe. That would be a good move. Yeah, that would not be a bad move at all. Do you think Bobby Kennedy would have been a great president? <laughs> Because he had a lot of, he was very ethical for a Kennedy. Yes, he was. That's he why was. he got killed. He's why he got killed. That's yeah. exactly right. I'll never forget it. I don't know. But, That's an interesting question, too. I Can know. I vote no confidence? Yes, vote no confidence. No I, president. I, I cannot come up with somebody that I'd like to be president of the United States. That's weird, isn't it? I don't know. Is it really? Well, maybe not. I just Maybe we should go the Ukraine way. Yeah, just start a war. Get a, no, just get a Jewish comic. They get a Jewish comic in the most corrupt yes, country in the Seinfeld world. Let's have Jerry Seinfeld Richard Lewis president. for president. Yes. That's the part about the Ukraine that amazes me. Everybody's, oh, they're beating just Ukraine is one of the most corrupt places on earth. Well, when you consider the region, yeah. not so corrupt. Yeah. Oh, they're very East corrupt. East Europe is, yeah. A lot of that money came flowing into America. There's too. a base that's, level of corruption that you kind of just have to expect in yeah, that that's area. True. And, that's and true. what do they yes. say about us when they look at our political system? You're telling me that's not corrupt? I... I've been telling you that for I know. 40 well, years, I know for you Christ's sake. Right. I, I, the corruption part of it drives me insane. Yeah, Gelfand, I don't know why you keep saying we have zero corruption and this is a perfect yeah, political system. Yeah, way to go, system. Gelfand. Well, you I mean, I know you love this country, hey, but geez. It's, uh, I just, every day I get up and say, boy, what wonderful things will happen in America today. Oh, God, isn't it just horrible? Yeah. I mean, it's really, really hard. To, but I literally cannot think of one person that I'd like to be president of the United States. Isn't that sad? And it's and and you're not a, a, alone apparently. God, yeah. No one in this room can come up with somebody. I mean, like like I said, the joy on my mother's face when JFK got elected because he was Catholic. Yeah. Right. That was a huge thing in my house, right? Yeah. I mean, my mother was an ardent Democrat anyway before he was even elected. She was a huge. Democrat. And there were tons of people that were just super excited when Obama got elected in 08. But I mean, why? Yeah, I was. And I, and I I still am because. He managed to get health care for people, and, and and he had to basically sacrifice everything to do it. There's somebody that would probably get elected. Who, Obama? Mrs. Obama. Mrs., yeah. Oh, God. Oh, I yeah, would literally would. move to Portugal if she got elected. <laughs> oh, I would leave I, the Portugal's country. nice this time of the year. Yeah, that's what I understand. I've heard summer. you threaten to move to so many countries. It's only Portugal. It's the, the only country. In the, you don't 37 even have years I've known you. I, honest to God, she is so hateable. Well, the first thing just, she says when too many legacies to... in our political system. Yeah, that'll be yet another legacy. We don't need it. Why did she have right. to say, This is the first day of my life I've been a proud black American? Because her husband's scummy the thing president. To say. It's a terrible thing to say. It's better than doing? kill the white people. Well, you've got to give her credit which for that. Which is an Eddie Murphy skip from Saturday <laughs> yeah, Night Live, which is brilliant. And it's a... better than kill the black people, right. which they're saying in Florida and Texas yeah, every right. day. Oh, so would you settle down? Come on. Jesus Christ. Why don't you be a little more extreme? Is it Me? possible? Me extreme? I'm, I'm a centrist just like you. Uh, well, that statement wasn't. That's Sorry. all I'm saying. Well, no, look, I mean, look there, at there, these I mean, shitholes look, we have across when you got, America. When you've got politicians now who are rising through the ranks because they're saying that 
Jews are conspiring to destroy the white race. When are That's they, pretty when are extreme, they, so who's Tom. Who's saying that? Well, the the most recent one, who's really uh, who Trump now says should be his running mate, oh, okay. is this Stefanski woman. Stefanski, I don't know her. She's a, she's a Republican from New York. Stefanski. She's like she's like number three in the in the in the House, I believe now, isn't she? I think you're right. In the House hierarchy, yeah. And she's come out and said she's now she's talking about the replacement theory. And Trump is saying, oh, I like her. I think maybe God. she'll be my running mate. Why do they have to do it? I just don't understand. They don't have to. That's the thing that but pisses me off. Why didn't they burn down all our goddamn cities, Mike? Hmm. Look what they did. I mean, these people are disgusting. All of them are disgusting. I don't like any of them. I'd like to like somebody so I could vote. Oh, at least Stefanik, I think, is who you're talking oh, about. Yep. Mm-hmm. I never heard of her. So where is she? I, where is she from? New York. New York, right? She's from New York. She's apparently. a congressperson in New York. She's from Albany. Oh, so the state capital. Is it? Mm-hmm. Albany, I don't know anything capital. about the <laughs> New England. <laughs> <laughs> New York is not in New England. It is not. No. Yes, it is. Yeah, no, it there isn't. You go. Yeah, not really. Maine, Vermont, New Hampshire, Massachusetts, Connecticut, and Rhode Island are the six New England states. Those are all cities in New York. <laughs> <laughs> not like they said, we're all hoping for better things, and I yeah. just, right now, I just don't see a whole lot of better things. I don't know what they're But, you know, it's, it is kind of like the, the cities are still burning, you know, yeah, one Portland. thing or another. And Portland. Yeah, I don't think the fire ever really goes out. No, it's uh, and it's you know it's different kind of fires is what I'm saying. Yeah, I know. But, but the, I, they're look, still you, smoldering. You can't forgive any of these people. There's there's no reason on earth. Like I said, there was an article in the Star Tribune this morning how upset people are that uh, the area around George Floyd Square, the businesses aren't doing well. Well, why'd you burn them down then? Yeah, it's not I mean, that's that's just not. They, nobody's got any good ideas right now. Mm-hmm. So find somebody for me. So find somebody with a good idea that I can vote for. I, that, vote, I uh, vote for a French Revolution. Uh, for their how about Nancy two. Pelosi? Oh, yeah, she's a barn. I, I just said that. <laughs> no <laughs> Italians of any kind. <laughs> We've had enough of them. <laughs> We've had enough of you Italians. And these Catholics. You know, go Cap- to the, yeah, get rid of the Catholics. Why don't you go back to the Supreme Court where you belong? Yeah, exactly. That's what well, I here's have a, to say. Here's a fun fact to end the hour. Uh, the reason New York isn't in New England is because it was settled by the Dutch. Yep. So mm, it's right. not English, therefore it can't be part of New England. Same with New Jersey. Yeah, it used to, Manhattan used to be New Amsterdam, didn't it? Yep. Uh, yes, it did. Yeah, that sounds about it right. Did, yeah. And by the way, that is what David Perdue said to Stacey Abrams. What? Why don't you go back to where you came from? He did not. He said it like three days ago. Where did she come from? Well, she... Uh, she grew up in, in Florida. Why did she say what she said about Georgia? That was really stupid. It was a, not the, the most political thing she could have said. <laughs> She's, was it the worst place on earth or something? I'm going to end with a joke, and then we got to get out of here. This is for Mike. A black guy and a Jewish guy walk into a bar in Buckhead, Georgia. Mm-hmm. And the bartender says, what will it be, Senators? Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much. Great to be here. <laughs> With that, we wrap up episode 129 of Walzer Automotive Group's Car Selling Secrets. We will not have a show next week as I will be out of town in Boston, which is in New England. It Thank you very much. Proper New England.